cheated. Then we'll read more. But I want to talk tonight, preach tonight. I'm just going to be myself. That's what the elder told me to do. I want to preach on the damaged coat. The damaged coat. Genesis 37 and 3. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a coat of many colors. Y'all got, a, y'all got that coat back there. That coat that Joseph made, I mean, Jacob made Joseph. It was a coat of love, Bishop. It was not just something to keep him warm. It had more in it than just a normal coat. It had more colors than just one or two or three colors just to keep him warm. But it was a coat of love. It was a coat of love. It was not a coat to speak to the leaders of the country. It was not a coat for for dignitaries. But it was a coat, a gift if you please, from a father to a child. A gift from a father to a child. God bless you. You can be seated. Before you're, before you're seated, Bishop, would you ask the blessing tonight and ask the Lord to bless this message? Amen. God bless you. You could be seated. I'm going to tell you the story that you already know. But hopefully I'm preaching a message that's going to touch your soul. Joseph. No doubt Jacob thought Joseph was going to be his last son. He was a son of Jacob's old age. Jacob made him a coat. We all know that the babies are normally spoiled. You're the baby, ain't you? What can I say? There's my message. Mama, you agree? All right. Forgive me. Got to pick on you a little bit, brother. Joseph was a child of his old age. And the father made him a gift. You would think that the older children would be proud. Hey, daddy really loves Joseph. Daddy really cares about Joseph. Oh, that's, that's of his old age. Here's, here's his last son in his old age. And of course, we know there's going to be another son because we have the Bible, but... They didn't know that at the time. But somehow, because Joseph 
and the gifts that God would give him would not always bring favor on him. Joseph's brothers would get jealous. And there would come a time that that jealousy grew to a place. You see, God began to give Joseph some dreams. I don't know about you, Elder. I wish when God gave me a dream and a vision that sometimes he would show me the whole thing, what was going to happen. Give me a minute to set a foundation. We'll try to preach to you a little bit. But Joseph is having these dreams. These leaven bundles and bushes are going to bow before him. These wheat, these wheat, the way they would get them together. The sun and the moon. Why has God given Joseph this dream? Sometimes God has a reason to make things happen in a way because we don't know everything that's happening around us. And we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But we are serving a God that knows the beginning from the ending. And we're serving a God that has the best interest in mind. So Joseph's brothers got jealous over him. And they got to talking. Look at it. Look how he walks. He wears that coat everywhere. He wears that. He thinks he's somebody special. Joseph's not even that kind of man if you read about him. His character throughout the scripture is not an arrogant character. We have some characters in the scripture that are arrogant. But Joseph's mentality, what he says and and what he's thinking and what the scripture tells about him is a humble man. He's a man that just, God is just using. And he's an open book. He's an open book. You know, there's some saints in the church. Can I, can I just go? I'm a pastor. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't want to step over no boundaries tonight, Bishop. There's some saints in the church that thinks, well, Brother Riggin, you know, he just says too much sometimes. Oh, he just, he just lets everybody kind of know his business sometimes. I'm sorry. I know that don't happen here, but it could happen, okay? Let's just say it could happen. I ain't going to make him holler amen about that. Because I don't want him pointing fingers, okay? But sometimes we don't understand why God's doing things. Sometimes we don't understand. But Joseph's brothers got to a point where they caught Joseph. Can I get your preacher to help me? Joseph comes and he's got this beautiful coat on. He's got this coat. That's a man's because it's on the right on the left side the zipper is, okay? He's got this beautiful coat on. And they're standing off looking. Here comes uh, Joseph. And they can't take it no more. You know, sometimes when you're living for God, the devil just can't take it no more. He's got to stick his head up and see what he can damage. He's going to see how he can affect the church. He's going to see how the mentality 
can be affected. We're going to do something here that, oh, I don't like what's going on. So the devil says, I've got to do something. The thing about it, these wasn't all devils. These was his brothers. Can I tell you, even sometimes brothers. Bishop, just pull my coattail. Sometimes even brothers. Sometimes even kinfolk. Sometimes even church saints. Get out of whack. And it don't matter if that spirit grows. Can I tell you the worst spirit that can get in a church is not adultery. It's not Tupperware. It's not home interior. The worst spirit to get in a church is a spirit of rebellion. It's worse than cancer. Can I tell you, if the devil can cause rebellion against the man of God, if the devil can bring rebellion against the leadership, he's going to do everything he can to destroy it. They took Joseph's coat off of him. Give me that coat. No doubt Joseph is fighting just a little bit to keep it. No doubt he finds No, we're going to take your coat. And we're going to throw you back here in a dungeon. You're done for. The Bible says in verse 37, And they took Joseph's coat, and they killed a kid of the goats, and they dipped the coat in blood, and they sent the coat of many colors, and they brought it to their father, and they said... We have found this. They didn't say, is this our brother's coat? I'm just going to be plain tonight. Is that okay? Can I use Elder Brother Hilton here a little bit in a minute? Would you help me in a minute? I'll call you up and get ready. Yeah, come on up. Come on up. Sit right up here. The Bible says they brought that coat. They damaged it. They dipped it in that kid's blood. They didn't bring this to Danny and say, is this our brother's coat? No. You want to, you want me, let me read what it says. And they brought the coat of many colors, and they brought it to their father and said, this have we found. We know not whether this is thy son's coat. They had already distanced themselves from the damage that they had already caused. They wanted to dis... They wanted to... Oh, it didn't make any difference who they hurt. It didn't make any difference about the church. It didn't make anything, any difference about the family. No, is this thy son's coat? That daddy takes that coat and he hugs it up. No doubt begins to rock it just a little bit. And then daddy says, Oh, a wild beast has eaten and destroyed my son. The coach telling a story. But the story's a lie. The coach damaged. The father's in distress. The father's weeping. They're seeing their own father's heart broken. But it didn't matter. 
because I'm going to tell you uh, when the enemy comes to tear down uh, and when the enemy comes to destroy uh, it don't matter who it hurts uh, and it don't matter who it damages and it don't matter who goes to hell uh, all they're wanting to do uh, is destroy the dream uh, and destroy the vision of the man of God Daddy's rocking that crying and weeping. Oh, hugging it up. They're trying to say, Daddy, let us have the coat. Let's take it. No, he ain't going to turn loose that coat. That was, that was a gift of love. And all Daddy can remember when they're trying to take the coat, they're trying to take my love away. He may be gone. He don't know. But the coach damaged. The coach telling the story. Joseph's dead. The church is done for. It's done for. That's what they're going to say. They're going to say, how can we ever overcome? Bishop, I, I'm telling you, when God gave me this message, I felt it for this church. The coach. It's done for. It's damaged. How, how can you overcome it? How can you overcome the, the, the story that's being told? Hey, they've got the coat. They got proof. I felt the Holy Ghost then. God's going to break something here tonight, I'm telling you. There's going to be some restoration here tonight. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. Joseph is dead. The beast has killed him. The blood. We have proof. We have proof. There's the proof. But was the proof real? It's telling a lie. It's telling a lie. It's a lie. I want to. I want. I want to. I want to run this all the way home. I'm going to run it into the ground, brother. It was lies from the beginning. It didn't matter what the proof said. It was a lie of the of the enemy. It don't matter how much they could stand up and show. Yes, here's the blood. Yes, here's the damage code. Yes, it was a beast that destroyed him, but it was all a lie. Daddy's holding the coat and rocking it. Sometimes the lies is what hurts the worst. It ain't the truth. We can all accept truth. Doctor comes and tells you we've got to take your foot off. You can accept that. But when the doctor comes in and says, Oh, your foot's okay, that, that black spot on there don't mean nothing, and you're going home with that foot, and you know something's wrong. How sorry would a doctor be 
when, when he come in to be treated and he knows what's wrong and just say, oh, it's okay uh, and not give you the treatment. Uh, hey, can I tell you sometimes uh, it ain't always the, the, the easy thing to hear, uh, but truth can be accepted. But it's the lies uh, that does the damage. Uh, it's the untruths uh, that begins to tear down uh, and begins to destroy the confidence of God's people. I'm telling you, God gave me this message for this church. I, wish, I hope you'll hear me tonight. I've got, my heart's bleeding right now. Because, Elder, I feel like maybe I've done you wrong by not calling you up saying God gave me something, but God has this timing. The Coke told us lying story. Did it fool the Father? Yes, it did. Hang on. Hang on, church. You're great people. Anybody can be fooled with a lie. Because a lie seems more true than truth does. Because truth has no fiction to it. Truth has no ecstasy to it. Truth has no ecstasy to it. I wish I had just a plain white piece of paper here. If somehow you got a white piece of paper back here, brother. That's okay. That's okay. I'll go on. I got okay. Good. That's fine. You see. The ecstasy of a lie reaches far beyond the basic foundation of truth. I want to ask you a question. What do you see, sis? A dot? What do you see? You see there's a whole white piece of paper here. And all you see is the dot. You've seen the dot, didn't you? That's all you've seen. But the whole white piece, nobody says I see a white piece of paper, but it has a black dot on it. But no, our mind gravitates to that dark spot because that we're humanity and we're not perfect. Oh, they can point out the imperfections in Brother Abernathy. They can tell you why they don't want a fellowship with Brother Abernathy. And I'm using myself tonight because you know what? I do have a black dot here and there. Yes, I'm human. Yes, I have frailties. Yes, I have downfalls at times. But can I tell you I'm a child of God? They can say what they want. But can I tell you, church, let them point their fingers. Let them paint their black dots. But you're the church of the living God. You have no reason to duck your head. You have no reason to be ashamed. You are a child of God. I don't care what the lion coat says. Jacob, they're trying to convince him, Dad, it's going to be okay. Can't get the coat away. Hanging on to the lie. Hanging on to the lie. Not, not, not wanting to hang on to a lie. Not embracing a lie on purpose. No way would a person in this building embrace a lie on purpose. 
And a lot of times it ain't a right out lie. You see, I've got a special place in my heart for a pastor's wife. I'm married to one. But see, the pastor's wife has it tough. She's got to live with a man of God all week long and come to church and expect to hear from God. She knows every imperfection of her husband. So they don't really, what they do is they insinuate. Did you hear what Sister Regan said? What was it? Oh, I can't say, I can't repeat it. Insinuating she would say something ugly, something bad. Did you hear? Did you hear what brother so and so said? The insinuations. They didn't tell her daddy is daddy. A beast killed your son. They didn't tell his daddy this is goat's blood. They just brought the coat and insinuated. Is this thy son's coat? Not my brother's coat. Not my brother's coat. Not my sister's coat. I don't know how it is here, but I'm the last one to hear the gossip in the church. I'm the last one to hear when something happens in the church. They'll be in a big fight about it, and, I, and I'm totally, I'm caught off guard. Huh? God, I'm the pastor here. I'm the last one. I just have to, that's the way it is in Emporia. Probably the same here. The coach telling a lie. Now, Joseph, thank you, brother. You spit that right there. Come on, Joseph, help me. Joseph, now he's sold into slavery. How can God ever use him? He's tagged as a slave. Yours. I hope you're, you're not sore anymore, are you? Okay, I want to make sure. I'm an old man now. Years ago, I would challenge you, but not now. Boy, he's got arms on him. You know what? Joseph. Joseph is now tagged as a slave. How can God? Can you imagine how Joseph is thinking now? God, I wish I'd never seen a vision. God, I wish somehow I would have never been called by you. God, I wish you never showed me anything because now I'm a slave. Who's going to listen to a slave? And then he's sold again. He's a double slave. And now he's gained some favor. You got a suit coat on around here? The first coat got him in trouble. Now he's working in Potiphar's house. He's doing good. He's getting a little bit of self-confidence back now. What are you saying, Brother Abernathy? The devil's not always finished, always satisfied with just damaging the coat of love. He's not always just satisfied with damaging, what, um, putting a mental picture in your mind about your man of God, putting a mental picture in your mind about the leadership of the church. He's not going to stop there. He's got his confidence now. He's in there, and Potiphar's wife looks at him and says, Man, he's a good looking dude. I, so many girls can holler amen, okay? Is there any single girls here? Okay. Help him out. Come on, help him out. 
even my sister. Come on. But he's a good-looking dude. And now the enemy's out to get him again. And he escapes running. Guess what gets him in trouble? A coat. The devil's always. I'm going to tell you. If you think the devil's finished with trying to damage the leadership in this church, you're wrong. Now there's another coat telling a story. He is a rapist now. Oh, it gets worse, don't it? He's not just dead. He's not just a slave. Now we have proof. And they go and they find him. Come here, Joseph. They bring Joseph in. Joseph now is tagged. He's a slave, a double slave. He's now a rapist. And now he's put in prison over here. Who can you, how can God use that? Can you imagine Joseph, after going through all of this, convicted as a slave, twice over. Now a rapist. And now he's prisoner number 5554. Who wants to have anything to do with Joseph now? But God has a plan. Oh God, if I, if I knew I was going to have to go through some things I went through, I'm not sure that I would have obeyed the voice of God and became a preacher. I've worked in the public. I've never been talked to as a natural man in the public like I have been as a preacher. Come on, church. Y'all need to ride with me. Come on. I'm preaching to you. You are good people. You're behind your man of God. Come on. I know you are. But I want you to be aware of the devil's devices. It's just a damaged coat. The coat's good. You can wear it. The blood on it is not is fake blood. It's not human blood. And there's no truth in the story this coat told. And there is no truth in the story this coat told. You're wearing all the name tags of a slave. Twice over. You're wearing the name tag of a rapist. And you've got the number of a prisoner. But in all this time, God says, I'm going I'm to surround him with dreams. And I'm going to surround him with visions. They may have tried to hurt the church. But I'm going to tell you, this is God's church. And when it was all said and done, God says, I've got a Joseph. I've got a man. They couldn't destroy the dream here. And they couldn't destroy the dream in Africa. And they're not going to destroy the dream of revival. I don't care what kind of proof and what the stories are told. I'm here to tell you that God has got his hand on this place and bringing revival to Olathe. I'm going to come back after you a minute, Joseph. But let me leave Joseph a moment. 
Adam and Eve in the garden. You see, the devil's always trying to tear the covering off. They were in the garden. They were covered by the glory of God. They did not know they were naked. They had the covering of God on them. They had a glory around them. That that did not mean anything. But it was the serpent with a slick tongue. He didn't say God didn't tell you not to eat this. He used God against them. Can I just tell you what I feel happened? Eve. God. The God you love. Knows the day that you're going to eat of this. You're going to know everything. You're going to be just like him. Is that not what he told her? When you eat of this. See the instruction was don't even touch it. Not just don't eat it, but don't touch it. They had the tree of life in there. They had every other kind of everything they needed inside the garden. You see what the enemy's trying to damage? You got everything you need right here to have revival. You got everything you need right here to be saved. What is the devil going to try to do? He's going to try to damage and destroy and get you to disobey and be rebellious against the word of God. And the Bible says when Eve seen, it was good for food. Something to be desired of. You seen the black dot, didn't you? Eve was seeing the black dot that day. God had everything around her. Surrounded. And not only did she eat, the Bible says she gave to Adam. Can I tell you, the devil's not satisfied with destroying one soul out of the church. When rebellion comes in, sis, it ain't just you. Everything you do is going to affect the sister sat beside you because she loves you. She believes in you. And so the enemy's coming in to blind. He's going to put the black dot on the paper. He don't want you to see the God all around you. He wants you to see the little black dot. He wants you to be aware of that little negative there. That little imperfection. That's all he's interested. Eve, why are you looking at it? You're not, you're not even supposed to touch it. And she took and gave to Adam also. And the next thing we read, here comes God walking in the cool of the evening. Adam? Adam, where art thou? Let me tell you the danger sitting on the pew. An apostolic pew is when the preacher can preach and God's calling your name and you can't hear it. Are you hiding? Are you hiding? Because sin has stole your covering. Because disobedience has stole your covering. Because rebellion has come in and stole your covering. And you're just sitting there now. Brother Riggins, how many times you crawled to this pulpit and you preached till your stomach hurt. And Sister Riggins, you've seen him go home and shake. And you've seen him cry. And you've seen him 
can't sleep at night and you've seen him roll and toss and, and you reach over and uh, probably as my wife does many times, she said, baby, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you, baby. How many times, Sister Riggins, can you count in your life that you've had seen that and you come up there and preach and you felt like you couldn't touch nobody. And there was one individual in the, in the church uh, that you knew that had to have help that night. Uh, and you went home crying uh, because you felt like you failed. Uh, because he felt like he couldn't reach that one person. And he don't blame it on the person. He goes home and he falls on his knees and he blames himself. The devil's trying to destroy his confidence. Trying to say you don't have it no more. You can't reach him no more. Why couldn't you reach that one? That one one's going to hell but you come back the next service and you find out that God had did something that you couldn't do that God did something that the, that nobody else could do that preaching does something that counseling can't do preacher will do what what no but nothing else can do your pastor didn't call me to preach this message he didn't even know I was coming tonight we just showed up. We was actually headed somewhere else. Was I not right, brother? And I felt led to come here. I'm just telling you, God is reuniting this church for revival like never before. God spoke to me in 2019, 2018, that 2019 was going to be the year of revival. Adam, where art thou? Finally, here comes Adam and Eve out. And they got some fig leaves on. Trying to, you know, just cover up the best they could. Why? The covering has been ripped off. God says, I'm going to send you out into a big world that you don't know about. There's going to be some thorns and thistles. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cover you with a brand new coat. I'm going to cover you with a brand new coat, Adam and Eve. You're going to have something. You can walk out into a big, dangerous, mean, thorn-sticking world. And you're going to have to work harder than you've ever worked, but I'm going to give you a brand new covering. Uh, can I tell you, church, uh, God is bringing a brand new covering uh, to New Life Pentecostal Church in Olathe. He's bringing a brand new covering uh, of revival like never before. Uh, you're going to see people that's been out for years. Uh, you're going to see uh, Naomi come home. Uh, you're going to see uh, the work of Esther in the church. Uh, you're going to see the prodigal son uh, Come back home once again. God is still surrounding His church with a vision. God's still surrounding His church with hope. God is still surrounding His church with a brand new vision and dream. Just as Joseph in the prison... He don't want to have another dream. He don't want to, but it's all around him. He's hearing it. This is dreaming a dream. Now he's pulled out. And now God says, you know what? We're fixing to have revival. I'll come to the music church. Who are the musicians? Come to the music. 
God says, Joseph, I'm going to make you the governor. And I'm going to put a coat on that man can't take off. Joseph, you're going to bring revival to land all that nobody bleeds can have revival. I'm going to bring revival, and it's going to be where your brothers are going to come back. You're going to get your father back. You're going to see a brother that you've never seen before. got a coat that this one won't get you in trouble Joseph this one is a coat of revelation now is it okay to say revelation this is a coat church can I tell you we need a cover of revelation like never before we need the saints to have a revelation God's got a coat of love Can I just do what I feel? There's somebody who needs to come up here and put this coat of love on. And say, God, I want that brand new cover of revelation. I'm not going to point you out. I ain't going to make you. But there's people in this building that needs to come up here. Put this on your shoulder. And just say, God, I want a coat of revelation. Come on, when you feel like it. Come on. Come on. God's, God's given a brand new covering. He's given a brand new covering uh, to... New Life Pentecostal Church in Olathe. Yes. Come on. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, line up. If you want, if you want a new revelation uh, and you want a new zeal uh, and you're ready for revival, uh, come on. Uh, come on. Come on, let God do it. Come on, let God do it. You sisters can come. Come on, in the name of Jesus.